0: God, touch lives. Speak to hearts. Let people hear your voice beyond my own, Lord God, in the depths of their hearts. And let us leave here different than we came in. Help us, Lord God, to shift our thinking, shift our behavior. Lord, help us to become more like you in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray you'd wear me like a glove. That you'd be the substance of everything said and everything done. And at the end of this, we promise to give you all the glory and all the praise. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone say, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. You can grab your seats, everybody. God is good. Amen. Amen. So I know uh, a lot of you don't know who I am. Um, because this church is growing like crazy as well. Amen. <laughs> but God is doing so good. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Pastor Che Cowan. I am a son of the house. Amen. <laughs> So, uh, I moved here from Jamaica uh, 13, almost 14 years ago, and, um, and when I came, I came to work here at Word of Truth, I was executive pastor on staff, and after 12 and a half years, uh, the Lord... Uh, opened the door for me to go to California to join my best friend, really from high school, who is in ministry, Pastor Paul Earl, and he started a ministry, of uh, church in California, and he was looking for a senior pastor because God had called him to be an apostle and to impact other churches. And as he was looking for a church, um, I mean, a pastor, Pastor Evan heard and said, "You know what? This is the Lord's." Uh, next step for you in your life, and I said, "No, it's not." <laughs> I said, "That's not." It. You know, I, I trust Pastor Evan, but you know what? That that day, that day, I said. That ain't God. <laughs> I was like, you know. So he was excited. Pastor Paul was excited. I wasn't excited at all. In fact, man, and it was, this was like last year March, and like, and and then they said, hey, you know what? We're gonna make the transition in January. And so March to January—that's about nine months. Okay, that's a nice long run. But nine months, I struggled with anxiety <laughs> because I didn't want to go. I was like, no, don't leave that. <laughs> I was all this anxiety was going on. And, you know, Pastor Evan said something to me. He said, hey, listen, you can stay here in your comfort zone, hello, and get frustrated. Or you can step out in faith and experience an adventure with God. i am telling you, I'm experiencing an adventure with God right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. What <laughs> was even with all this anxiety and then, you know. Um, I was struggling at that time too. My vocal cords, some stuff was messing up with my vocal cords. And so I couldn't speak for like about 10 minutes without getting really tired vocally. So I'm, I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm praying about this medical condition. And I'm, I'm going to the doctor and I'm going to a therapist. I'm doing all of this kind of stuff. I'm praying, 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 praying. And, and it wasn't changing. Nothing was changing. It just didn't feel like, I felt like I was just hitting up against this brick wall. And so I had this thing and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what if I go there and I can't, I can't speak. I mean, what if I go to be the pastor of a church and I can't preach? And then in November, my mom-in-law has a stroke, major stroke. She lives with us. She used to help us with the kids and do all kinds of things. And now she has a major stroke. So now she's like another kid in the house. And then I go there, but my 12-year-old, she has to finish school. So for the next six months, I'm in there January. My 12-year-old is staying here for the next six months with my wife. And so no, I'm there with no wife for six months. (laughs) And it just felt to me. It just felt to me like I was going through battle after battle after battle. Anybody ever feel that way sometimes? Like you just feel like, didn't I just deal with one issue and here comes another issue at the same time? It feels sometimes like uh, uh, all around, there's just, just an enemy coming at us. We're just fighting. It's always something. We're facing something. It's a, just, You know that saying, it it seems like when it rains, it pours. Like it just keeps happening. It just keeps coming at me. And sometimes in the middle of the battle, sometimes we can't hear what God is saying to us. So what does God tell us? How is God's answer in the middle of our battles, in the middle of the struggles, the things that we're going through, the things that life throws at us that we just don't expect? God says this, Psalm 23, verse 5. He says, you, David speaking of the Lord, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. It's powerful. It's powerful. Because David starts the psalm by saying, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. When David says the Lord is my shepherd, he's basically saying, sometimes we just read it like the Lord is my shepherd. But the Lord is saying, He's saying the Lord is my shepherd. Um, who's yours? Because here's the truth. Everybody has a shepherd. The Lord is mine. Who's yours? And let me tell you something about my shepherd. When I am surrounded by enemies, he prepares a table before me in their presence. That's what my shepherd does. And my shepherd takes the time to prepare this table before me in the presence of my enemies. And so today we're going to talk about how to handle your enemies. Tell the person beside you, how to handle your enemies. You got to know that. You got to learn that. Now, first of all, before we find out how to do it, we have to define who is our enemy. Who is our enemy? <laughs> Who is the enemy? Enemy is anything that threatens my security. Man, anything that threatens your security is an enemy. I got four kinds of enemies. The first one is painful places. Someone said painful places. Painful places. That's when you find yourself in a position that you can't control. And that causes you all kinds of stress, worry and anxiety. So, for example, it it could be a place of divorce. You found yourself, you didn't expect it, but here you are in that place. It's a painful place. It can be a place of medical condition. Like, I just had this issue with my throat. It can be worse. It could be cancer. It could be, you know, just something going on that's just beyond your control and you just, it's a painful place. A death of a loved one. It can be a loss of a job, a loss of a friendship. Something is broken, something is hurt, something is destroyed. And you're walking through this place of grief and sorrow and it's a painful place. And that painful place can become an enemy because it can rock your security in God to let you feel as if God isn't there for you anymore. Can somebody identify with what I'm saying this morning? Online, right? Painful place. Painful place. Painful place. Here's what Jesus says. Isaiah Isaiah says this about Jesus. He says, he is despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows acquainted with our grief. God says, I am acquainted with your grief. Sometimes when you're in a painful place, people who are super spiritual come around us and say, hey, I'm too blessed to be stressed. And no, 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 you're stressed. You're stressed. I'm stressed. I understand, we're stressed. You know what? Jesus never said, hey, guess what? When it comes to yeah, stress, I, I got it so much so that you don't have to have any emotions or any feelings. Or anything. He said, I am acquainted with your griefs. Oh come here, how are you? I'm highly favored, I'm blessed of the Lord. Come on man, if you're going through something, talk about it. We can walk by faith, but be honest about our feelings. I'm gonna say that over on this side. You can walk by faith and still be honest about your feelings. I think sometimes we feel like once we're faith in it, then we're faking it. You don't have to fake it to faith it. You can faith it and be real at the same time. Man, I'm stressed right now, but I know God is able to bring me out. Man, that is it right there. So, so, so the first place is painful places. The second thing, the second enemy we have is problem people. Anybody got some problem people? Man, we got some problem people, problem people that, I'm going to tell you three kinds of problem people, because problem people show up all over the place. Office, right? They show up at church, hello. They show up in your family. Oh man, those are the worst right there, man. You don't even want to have Thanksgiving because of them problem people. First problem person is the the haters. They've got got some haters. (laughs) A hater is somebody who um, who don't like you, and you know they don't like you. You ever walk into the office and there they are, right? They took your stapler yesterday, and they didn't put it back on the desk. Haters, right? We know them. They don't like us. We know they don't like us, and that's how it is. But then you have the second category: is fakers. Someone say fakers. Oh, y'all know about some fakers, right? Hmm. Yeah. Fakers are the people who don't like you, but you don't know they don't like you. You don't know? And so guess what? They fake it. Uh, pa- Pastor Evan's favorite song, right? The, uh, the smile in your face. All the time, want to take you up? Man, that's so old. I don't even know that song, except for Pastor Evan. But fakers... Right In Jamaica, we call them frenemy. Somebody say frenemy. Yeah, they act like your friend, but you're your enemy. Psalm twenty, uh, Proverbs 27, it's not in your notes, but Proverbs 27 verse 6 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. In other words, here's the, th- here's the thing about frenemies. Frenemies will pat you on the back, but they'll never kick you in the butt. Oh yeah, you're doing great, you're doing great, you're doing great, you're doing great. A real friend is going to watch you, uh, see you going down the wrong path and say, Hey, 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 what you doing, what you doing? That ain't right. A real friend will risk you not liking them in order to save your life. So real friend. Well, faker. Faker don't care. Faker watch you going down to your, to your destruction. And they would be like, here girl, go, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Psalm 55, this is uh, David speaking, uh, verse 12 says, it's not an enemy who taunts me. Listen to this. I could bear that. It is not my foes who so arrogantly insult me. I could have hidden from them. Here's what's going on. Instead, it is you, my equal, my companion, and close friend. Watch this, watch this part, watch this part. What good fellowship we once enjoyed... When we walk together to the house of God, man, sometimes the person that reveals themselves as an enemy that you thought was a friend is even somebody in church. And you know what? Instead of addressing it and dealing with it, sometimes we just ghost them. We just go, hey, which, which service they go? First, I go on second service. Some of you here right now, because you know who comes second circle. Oh, come on now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Don't even turn, don't don't even look at anybody. Listen, listen, hear me. (laughs) Sometimes we just ghost them. Because here's the thing. We just want to avoid the issue rather than address the issue. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Amen. You know it's true. Here's the third person. The third kind of problem piece, uh, person we have is betas. Someone say betas. Betas. Who's a beta? A beta is somebody who is for you, and you're for them, but they're not for God. They like you, you like them, but they don't like God. And here's the problem with a beta. A beta thinks they're doing good for you. But you can't follow friends who don't follow God, and follow God. Thank you, you must be a parent, you must be a parent, you must be a parent, you must be a parent. (laughs) We've been trying to tell our kids this the whole time. You can't follow friends who don't follow God and follow God at the same time. The problem is, it's not just kids that need to know this. Hello. Because some of you in the wrong place. Because your, your baiter brought you there. And you think they like you. They like you, but they don't like God. See, here's what the Bible says. Walk with the wise and become wise. But a companion of fools suffer harm. You don't even have to be a fool to suffer harm, you know. You just have to be a friend of a fool. (laughs) I said, you don't even have to be a fool to suffer harm. You just have to be a friend of a fool. And one time I was a high school man, I used to steal comics, right? I used to steal comics a lot. And so what I'd do is I would, I would roll up my, my pant leg and put the comic in my socks and, and, then put my, and then just walk out the store. And No, hold on. You think this? I used to put it like in the back of my thing, you know? And so, and so I used to steal comics. And then, listen, if I kept all the comics I stole when I was a kid, I'd be a millionaire today. Because all the Marvel stuff, I used to have like Spider-Man issue 3, issue th- you know, I, mean, I had all these things. But well, one day, I had a friend of mine, his name is Dino, and I said to Dino after school, I said, Hey Dino, stealing is so easy, man, I'm going to show you how I can do this thing. Follow me to the supermarket, I'm going to show you how I can steal a comic, nobody would even see me. So Dino is like, okay, yeah man, I'll just watch. <laughs> and I got there. The security guard was dressed like a plain clothes, like a customer. He was right there. He's watching me. I don't know. He's watching me. Man, I got that comic. I stepped out. They caught me. You know what's worse? They caught Dino. Man, Dino wasn't doing nothing. Dino was just watching. But you know what was wrong with Dino? Dino was the companion of a fool. Yeah, watch it. Watch. Who's your company? What does God say about our enemies? Exodus 23 verse 22. If you listen carefully to what he says and do all that I say, I will be an enemy to your enemies. Man, that's a promise right there. I will be an enemy to your enemies. I will oppose those who oppose you. If you allow me to be an enemy to your enemies, then you don't have to be an enemy to your enemies. Oh, watch me. Just because you're their enemy, don't mean they have to be your enemy. I said, just because they you are their enemy, just because they don't like you, don't mean you don't have to like them. Because God says, let me take up that position. You don't worry about it. Let me be their enemy. Let me oppose them. Let me take care of them. And then he says this. Proverbs. I love this this scripture. Like some of you are not going to like this scripture. but so I, I love this scripture. So here we go. Proverbs 24 verse 17. God, Do not gloat when your enemy falls. Man, I knew it. Serve them right. God get them. The, oh, the righteous shall prevail. Hallelujah. The wicked shall go. You know what I'm saying? Do not gloat when your enemy fall. Here's why, here's why, here's why. When they stumble, do not let your heart rejoice. Or the Lord will see and disapprove. And turn away his wrath from them. Man, if you want God to teach them a letter, you better shut up. Hmm? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't say much. Because God says, if you gloat, then it will make me feel like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Now I have to correct you and your attitude. Then Jesus takes it one step further. And Jesus says, man, you've heard it said that you should love your... Your friends love your neighbor and hate your enemies. He said, but I say, love your enemies. Love your enemies. I said, God says, listen, I want you to love your enemies. Why? Because I, the Lord, I make it rain on the just and the unjust. Listen, remember there was a time you were my enemy, the Lord says. I loved you. When you were against me, I loved you. And I need you to reflect me on the earth. So I need you to love your enemies. Come on, somebody. That's heavy right there. Amen. Amen. Here's the other thing that, that's a that's an enemy to you. It's not only just people, it's not just places, but it's personal propensity. So what do you mean by that? There's some things that are happening within you that's more dangerous than the things happening outside of you. Psalm 55 verse 10 says, Its walls are patrolled day and night against invaders, but the real danger is wickedness within the city. Sometimes we can be so focused on our enemies on the outside that we don't realize that the real danger is on the inside. Man, if you could slap the person who gives you the most problems in the world, your face would be red. <laughs> Some of you won't get that driving home. I said, oh, right. I'm telling you. It'd be the problem is really within us. Three kinds of problems. Number one, habits. And what I mean by habits is sin. Somebody says sin. Come on, shout sin. Yeah, we don't talk about sin as much as we used to. Remember the old time school? That yeah, go to hell because you sin, right? We don't talk about sin as much as we used to, but we gotta talk about sin. Someone says sin. sin, sin. Yeah, I'm talking about those habits, those things that those things that you go, hey, this is the last time, but it keeps popping up again and again and again and again. That is an enemy to your soul. It's an enemy. Whether it's are whether it dealing with with porn or or sexual immorality or lying or greed. Or pride, jealousy, unforgiveness, gossip. Man, sometimes it's just like, why can't I just stop talking about people? <laughs> or judging, right? Your brain just going and going and going and going. And what's happening? You got this, this sin issue that just holds on to you and within your city, there is more destruction happening within you than what can people do to you. Because your enemies can't can't impact your blessing and your destiny in God. But your sin can. And so here's what Romans 6.16 says. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin which leads to what? Death. How many of you know that must be an enemy? Leads to death. So habits number two hurts. Sometimes the issue is a hurt that we are carrying around inside. Hurts create some of our biggest enemies. So hurt creates rejection and fear and anxiety. Sometimes depression. All of a sudden, those things of our past, things that we're carrying from our we're five or six or seven or eight, and somehow that stuff just carries with us. And now we're living this adult life, and we're still walking around with this hurt that is destroying our soul. Habits, hurts. Third one, hang-ups. Someone say hang-ups. Hang-ups. What's a hang-up? You ever meet somebody who they always have to be right? Okay, if you've never met that person before. (laughs) Slap the person (laughs) who gives you the most problems. All right, here we go. They always have to be right. They always have to argue about everything. Man, the sky is blue. Nah, I wouldn't say blue. I'd say maybe cyan, maybe a little bit. You know, it's like, what? what? Why are we having this conversation right now? Like everything is an argument. Everything is a problem, right? Or they have to please everybody. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry right? Or, or they have to be in control. Ooh! Or the defensive... You can't say anything. What is that? Well, I didn't mean... I, what, 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 what? Why are you coming at me? I'm not coming at you. I was just saying the thing The thing is... is I saw some fingerprints on it. Yeah, but what? You say that I didn't... You say that I didn't... Care. I mean, I was... It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey. Hey, hey. Right? What's a hang-up? A hang-up is a fear-based response to a previous negative situation. All of these are enemies inside our hearts. And then there's our last enemy. And last enemy, I want to talk about principalities and powers. Because we have a real enemy called the devil. And He is real. Ephesians 6 verse 12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. We have a real spiritual enemy. Right? first Peter says this five verse eight, be alert and sober of sober mind, your enemy, your enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour here 's the deal: you have enemies that are real, you have people, you have places, you have personal propensity, and you have principalities and powers. All of these enemies are taking place and happening, attacking you all at the same time what 's a Christian supposed to do what 's a man of God supposed to do what is a? Pastor they're supposed to do because, listen, I felt the attack. When I landed in California, my first almost 10 days, my blood pressure was uncontrollable. And I was, I was staying in the house of a doctor. you hear me? And they are monitoring me every day. And giving me medication every day. And my blood pressure could not come down. That was a principality and power attacking my body. That was normal. There's not normal about that. It was going crazy. And then it broke. Boom. It just broke. And that was it. And we're praying and everything else. But the point I'm making is that the enemies that you're fighting are Real. And so what's God say about that? He says, I have prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And that's crazy to me. Because I'm thinking, maybe that should read, I have prepared a table before you after I have vanquished your enemies. I have prepared a table before you after I've conquered your enemies. Hey man, let's get ready to celebrate because I've dealt with them. Now we can have this banquet. And God says, no, 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 no. I'm preparing a banquet on the battlefield. Your banquet is on the battlefield. While you're fighting, I want to feast with you. My God. My God. Watch this, watch this. I'm going to move this over here. Just so that all y'all can see. Because the table. Let's just pretend for a second that you are my haters, um, my fakers, and my baiters. <laughs> Y'all are just right there, stand up in front. And, and you are all all my, my habits, and my hurts, and my hang-ups, yeah? And, and Pastor Paul, are you the devil? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, i just kidding, right? But all, it, all y'all are my enemies. And you're em- my enemies, and we're on the battlefield, and I'm here fighting, and all my enemies are right there. And God says, hey, come, come sit with me. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Do you see what I'm going through? And he says, yes. That's why I need you to come sit with me. Thank you for that one hand clap right over there. God says, I have a spread for you. While you're fighting. While war is going on. While the issues are coming at you hard and strong. While internally you're battling. While there's this... this conflict going on God says I want to spend some time with so what do we need what do we need to do number one first of all we need to accept the invitation of the host because he has put on a spread I don't know if you can see this but this is a spread y'all this is pretty this is nice strawberries eh you understand? Bread? Listen, Listen. it's so beautiful. It's so nice. But here's the thing. God says, hey, I need you to accept my invitation. I need you to come because the, the Lord of the universe, the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords, He has set, He has prepared. Prepared means that He took the time to put together something. It didn't just, it wasn't ad hoc. It wasn't something that He just thought of on the spur of the moment. No, He prepared A table. And when they talk about table, that table that he's talking about in that verse is like a king's table. It's one of those like in the castle. He prepares this huge banqueting table before me. Before me. That word before really means for. As if I'm the only one he's inviting. I am the guest of honor. The Lord, the King of the Universe says, would you come and come into my presence? Would you come and spend some time with me? Because I've prepared this table before you in the presence of your enemies. And so we've got to accept the invitation. We've got to say, hey, you know what? Uh, Even though you didn't get rid of the enemies, Lord. (laughs) In the middle of the conflict. I'm going to spend some time with you, in the middle of your hurt, in the middle of the chemo ward, in the middle of the the divorce proceedings, in the middle of the bad news, in the middle of the court, in the middle of the failing, in the middle of all of that. God says, I got a table for you. I got a table for you. But here's the thing, here's the thing with us. Sometimes we're too busy to sit at the table. So we'd rather look like we're at the table, but we're not really it. Hey, God, man, this looks so good, God. Oh, my gosh. Hallelujah. Hello. Boom. I got it, God. Really good. Hey, post. Uh, dinner with the king. Hallelujah. Hashtag Christian. Hashtag Bible. Hashtag Sunday service. Hashtag worship. So we get, we get in this mindset that it's better we look like we're at the table. Oh, let me just, let me just take this picture of this, of this Bible, the Bible verse. Hello. Tweet the, the verse of the day. Come on now. So, so we, don't, we just don't have the time. And God says, I'm inviting you to fellowship with me. You know, there's a scripture we always quote, and we think it's talking to non Christians, it's out of revelation. It's Jesus talking to a church, and he says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. He's talking to a church, he's talking to who? Believers. He's talking to Christians. He says, I am standing at your door, child of God, and I am knocking. If anyone hears my voice, I will come in and (laughs) you got you want some got you. Uh I come in and eat with them. Oh, that's good. Mm. Oh my God! By God, you're good, man. (laughs) Jesus says, I will come in and eat with them, and they with me. But you've got to accept the invitation. You've got to open the door. Because Jesus did tell a story about the fact that he invited these people to come to this banquet. The king invited these people to come to a banquet and they didn't want to come. And he went and found some other people to come instead. So the question is, are you going to accept the invitation to come into his presence every day? Because here's the thing. While you're saying, I can't manage to go and spend time with you with all these battles. He is saying to you, you can't fight fight these enemies without my presence. You can't keep fighting without sustenance. You can't keep fighting without strength. You can't keep fighting without me. Hey, listen. Moses said, God if you don't go with me, we ain't going. I need your presence. So first we have to accept the invitation. Number two, we have to eat what's on the menu. <laughs> eat What's on the menu? What's on the menu? Everything God promised in His Word. There are over 5,500 promises in God's Word. When last have you eaten one? That's what we've got to do. We've got to eat. Eat. Because here's the thing. Your banquet is in your Bible. I'm it over here. Your banquet is in your Bible. Your banquet is in your Bible. You want to know what's going to give you strength? It's right here. You don't be looking for something else. I'm telling you what. It's right in here. Your banquet is in your Bible. That's why the Bible... You know what God calls this Bible? He calls it milk. He calls it bread. He calls it water. He says it's sweeter than honey. Listen, all of these food references to the Word of God because He knows that your spiritual sustenance and nutrition comes from reading this Word. And so here's, here's what uh, David says. I like this. In Psalm, he says that. Uh, Psalm 119, verse 103. How sweet... Are your words to my taste sweeter than honey to my mouth? You see, once you have this Bible, you can feast anywhere. You can eat anywhere. But here's the thing. Sometimes we have it and we're not feasting. We're fasting on it. We're not feasting the word, we're fasting the word. And God says, how can you expect to fight your enemies if you keep fasting the one thing that's going to give you the strength to actually defeat the enemy? She so said, man, I have prepared a feast for you. And Sometimes the issue is this. When, when we, we don't know the promises of God, when we don't read a word, when those attacks come to us, we don't know how to respond to the attack. The devil comes to us with something, man, you ain't good enough. And instead, we don't know how to fight the lie with the truth because we, haven't, we don't have the truth in us. We don't know how to respond and say, no, devil, you're a liar because I am the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. Everything I touch is blessed. When I go in, I'm blessed. When I walk out, I'm blessed. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm you listen, listen, you've got to have that word. You know, God, He will always cause me to triumph in Christ Jesus. I am more than a conqueror through Him who died for me and he can do exceeding abundantly above all I could ask or think greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world so devil you are a liar because I know the truth because you feasted on his word so you got to get in the word you got to know that this book has to get into you every day the issue sometimes is that is how we view the book why we don't get into the book Right, If you see this book like, like a textbook, how many of you enjoy reading textbooks? If you raise your hand, I know you're a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you see this book as a textbook, like, you know, uh, Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth. Listen, if you see it as a textbook, you ain't going to read it. Because nobody likes reading textbooks. Right. right? If you see it as a history book, Right? You just see it like a history of Israel, history of Jesus, history of Paul, history. If you see this as a history book, man, I didn't like history in high school. I, I, I mean, I barely like history now. I ain't reading this if this is just a history book. Are you following me? If you see this like, as like an insurance policy manual, like you know, it's fire insurance. I'm not going to hell. Praise the Lord. Some of you see it as life insurance. Because you get an eternal life. Come on now. That's good right there. But really, how many of you read your insurance policy before you signed it? None of you. None of you right here. None of you. You You don't read insurance policies. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. This is not a history book. This is not a manual of some sort. This is not a textbook. This is not insurance policy. This is God's love letter to you. That's what this is. God's love letter. When I was uh, when I was in college, uh, I was dating my wife, uh, Samantha. She wasn't my wife. I was just dating her. And I was in college. I was in Canada. She was in Jamaica. And uh, we didn't have text. And we didn't have email. Can you imagine? There's someone alive today who didn't have email. Praise the Lord. That's for everyone under 25. Alright. So we didn't have that. So guess what we had to do? We had to write letters. Hallelujah. Remember those? I mean, I used to have to write letters, put them in the mail and send them off. Put stamps on them, all that kind of stuff, right? And here's the thing. When I received a letter from Samantha, guess what I didn't do? Hey, you know what? When I have some time, I read it. I didn't do that because Samantha wrote me a letter. Oh my. I used to read every line I used to read it twice and then I used to read in between the lines anybody know what I'm saying why because this was her love letter to me this is God's love letter to you every time oh my gosh What are you saying to me, Lord? (gasps) Man, you love me that much? You take care of me that much? You treat me that kindly? Oh my gosh, your loving kindness endures forever. Oh, Lord, that's what this is. And when you see it like that, then all of a sudden your heart leaps for joy when you have an opportunity to get in it. Eat what's on the menu. Come on, someone shout, eat what's on the menu. Shout it one more time, eat what's on the menu. Somebody said, well, where do you start? Just start? You know what, if you don't know where to start in the Bible, start in the book of John. There are holy pajons in there, okay? There are like four Johns. Start with the one that don't have any numbers, it just said John. All right? That's the one you want to start with. So sign the book of John because I just like the book of John and then you can take it from there. Alright, third thing. Last thing. So you have to accept the invitation. You have to eat what's on the menu. And the last thing is this. you got to keep your eyes, your focus on the host. you got to keep your focus on the host. When you are in the presence of your enemies, it can be very difficult to keep your eyes on the presence of... Of the Lord. The question is, can you focus on His presence while you're in the presence of your enemies? Because the presence of your enemies is only to distract you from the presence of your God. Oh my gosh, I don't know if you just heard that. Did you just hear that? The presence of your enemies is only to distract you from the presence of your God. As long as I can keep my eyes focused on Him, then I have hope. But if I keep my eyes focused on the presence of my enemies, then I lose. I have distress. Because all of us, as we're going through tough times, we're also going through good times. As we're going through grief, we're also experiencing His goodness. As we're going through battles, we're also experiencing His blessing. But what are you going to focus on? Because you can't focus on both at the same time. You'll get cross-eyed. Sometimes we can get so distracted by the presence of our enemies that we forget that He is there. We get distracted by our, our insecurities. We get distracted by the people who are against us. We get distracted by our anxieties. We get distracted by by our our medical situation or relational situation. We get distracted by these things that are happening around us and sometimes in the midst of that, it can suck so much attention and energy from us that we forget that He is there with us. And He says, come and eat. And say, but God, but God, we don't realize all of this is laid out for us because we're so focused on the presence of are enemies so how do i win my battles i win my battles by every day getting into his presence every day speaking to him Every day, eating what's on the menu. Give me the word, Lord. Give me the word. Give me the word. Every day, lifting my hands and saying, God, I trust you. I'm not going to look at the enemies. I'm not going to look at the enemies. Right now, I'm focused on you. I'm focused on you. I'm focused on you. That's what I'm going to do, Lord. Every day, every day, I take the time. Come on up, Pastor Polo. Every day, I take the time and I say, you know what, God? Even when they're around, even when I'm in their presence, I'm going to focus on your presence. Even when I can't see how it's gonna work, I'm gonna come into your presence. I'm gonna take the time. I'm gonna eat your word. I'm gonna worship. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna take the time. I'm gonna eat your word. I'm gonna worship. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna take the time. I'm gonna eat your word. I'm gonna worship. I'm gonna pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is how I find my best. I don't know what you're going through. But right now, where you at? If you're in a battle right now, and you just go, I just need to focus my life on His presence. I just want you to lift your hands right where you're at. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. battles. Hallelujah. This is how I find my bed. let reach out to Him and say, God, I trust this You. This is how I find my bed. Lord, I'm leaning into You. This is how I find my Lord, bed. Lord, I'm focusing on You. This is how I find my bed. Oh, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by You. Yes, Lord. May look. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, I'm surrounded by you. Yes, Lord. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I find oh, my battles. Come on, sing with me. This is how I fight my battles. This This is how I fight my battles. Hallelujah. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. I can't do it without you, Lord. This is how I fight my battles. i got to be in your presence, God. This is how I fight my battles. Oh, I need to focus on you, Lord. This is how I fight my battles. Yes, Lord. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by You. you may look like I'm surrounded, by You. may look like I'm surrounded, by You. This is how I find my. Come on. This is how I fight my battles This is how I fight my battles Father, you see every hurt, every painful place, problem situation, problem people, Lord God. You see the the personal, internal things we're wrestling with. You see how the enemy has come against us. And God, pray, Lord God, right now, in the name of Jesus, for every person in this place who is fighting a battle, Lord God, I pray you'd make your presence real to them now in the name of Jesus. That they'd recognize that, yea, though they walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are there with them. You are with them. I pray they'd look at their shepherd. Not at their enemies. Look at their shepherd. Not the valley. Look at their shepherd. Not the mountains. Look at their shepherd. Keep their eyes fixed on you, the author and finisher of their faith in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Lord God, you would show yourself mighty and strong on their behalf. As they worship, as they pray, as they read your word, that, Lord God, you would strengthen them and, and secure them and cause them, Lord God, to walk with their head held high, knowing that God's got this. <laughs> My God is in control in the name of Jesus. If you're here this morning and you've never asked Jesus into your heart, I want to pray for you.